Hello, and welcome to Anime Audio Commentary. Today I'll be commenting on Episode 5 of Spy Family Season 2. If you'd like to watch along, then start watching now. So last we left off, Yor had uh, received word of a new assignment. And that's the intriguing bit, because outside of little snippets here and there, we haven't really seen much of her doing her stuff. You know, there's implications of superhuman constitution and things like that, but we've never really seen the intricacies of her actual job. Now, what we do know is that she's affiliated with The Garden, and given that her sort of code name is The Thorn Princess, there's a lot of, uh, well, gardening-related metaphors and things like that. I mean, you know, this guy here, he's literally tending to a garden and pruning things, you know. I don't think it's any coincidence that he seemingly would attempt to prune your here. Of course, you know, she's on top of her game, so there's no real threat. But... Yeah, I think that's a little hint right here, you know, I was worried your skills might have dulled since you got a family. The implication here being that a family is a detriment. Or at least, uh, it is in the eyes of the garden, potentially. So now we're getting the, uh, the real information here. Now, what's interesting is that uh, we're actually getting the background. Normally, how things go is that yours told, you know, there's somebody who needs killing and she just kind of does it. At least, that's how things have been alluded to so far. But, knowing what I know, this isn't a usual sort of thing. Instead, Yor is charged with protecting these people. Which, I mean, when you hire an assassin to protect people, that seems kind of, uh... 
kind of perverse and silly, but I suppose the garden isn't strictly about killing people necessarily, even if they don't shy away from it. You know, it's, uh, it is kind of interesting because they're effectively protecting a mafia family from other assassins, and there is some merit in it seeing how one of the people you're charged with protecting is, you know, at best a toddler. You know, I don't think it's wrong to protect a toddler even if their parents aren't very good people. However, I feel like there's a lot of uh, gray and gray morality going on here. I mean, I guess when you come down to it, yours on uh, the right side, if only because she's trying to prevent the loss of life. But, you know, we don't know much about this Mafia family. We don't really know much about the Assassins either. Although it is interesting that Yor herself is admitting that it's been a little while since her last job and, you know, she might not be, I guess, fully up to snuff. Now, you know what? It's always nice when Yuri joins in and, uh... Man, the poor guy. He can never catch a break. You know, he does want to spend time with his sister, but... You know, that whole fake family arrangement. He thinks it's real and he hates it. You know, it is kind of an interesting counterpoint that the Garden thought... Having a family would be a weakness... Or something that would get in the way of yours skill as an assassin. But, if we recall from the first few episodes, it was taking care of Yuri that first prompted her to get into the business. So, I think the Garden's kind of misguided here. I mean, from their perspective, I can sort of understand why, uh, you know, maybe having a family would uh, take the edge off your murdering skills. But at the same time... You know, family provides motivation. And, you know, that's another interesting point that Yuri's bringing up. If Yuri's grown and can take care of himself, you know, does she really need to continue working this job? I'd imagine the answer is, uh... I mean, no. Seeing so she doesn't need the money, she has another job. But at the same time, I'd imagine the garden they wouldn't be too keen on losing operatives. You know. And they would probably be unwilling to let somebody just walk away from the business. So I feel like uh, Anya, I think she knows exactly what's going on here. I mean, just like that, you know, she knows this is a scam, but, you know, she can read minds that might give her the leg up. You know, it, uh, it is kind of convenient that everybody's sort of thinking through their plan. But at the same time, uh, you know, can you credibly accuse a child of cheating like that? I mean, I guess, uh, 
Yes, it's kind of convenient that this guy is thinking such snide thoughts. Oh, dear. Now, I can only imagine how smug Anya is going to be about having actually won. And, you know, this, uh... This no doubt throws a wrench into everything, because, uh... Anya gets to go on the boat, which means uh, Lloyd has to take time off. I'm sure Wise won't be too happy about that. Yeah, you know, Lloyd's instincts aren't exactly wrong. You know, it's mighty convenient that Anya won this grand prize. But at the same time, you know, not everything's a conspiracy. So isn't that interesting? Just by sheer happenstance, you're going to be on the boat too. And, uh, despite any lies she might say to the contrary, she's there doing assassin work. And while this might be, uh, terribly exciting for Anya, you know, this is a, a really big wrench that's been jammed into the gears of everything. So, to Anya's credit, she's at least considering the implications of things. You know, on the one hand, she doesn't want to cause trouble for Yor. But, at the same time, a boat is really, really cool. You know, it might have been a token resistance, but, uh... Unfortunately, the selfish desire won out. So I guess that's the other hurdle. Although, now that I say that, it wound up being uh, a bit of a non-issue. Yeah, well, you know, I guess uh, requesting a vacation isn't that bad if you have the backup excuse of Operation Strix, you know. You can't exactly work on you to the bone. Yeah, you know, I guess, uh... I guess it's nice that they seemingly recognize Lloyd as the best spy they have, and, you know, maybe a little vacation now and again would be a good thing for him. Now, poor Frankie, he's just left alone on pet-sitting duty. He always does get stuck with that sort of thing, the poor guy. Now this is interesting, Yours actually considering resigning at the end of this, or, you know, maybe there's a bit more of a sinister implication that, you know, she might die, and she's sort of contemplating her own mortality. Honestly, I think it's the former. You know, she didn't seem nearly somber enough to uh, consider that this might be the end. You know, I'm sure it's in the back of her mind somewhere, but... It doesn't bear thinking about, really. I mean, personally, I feel like if you're always considering your own death in a sort of fearful way, it just ruins what little life you do have.
You know, some of those guys seem uh, pretty upbeat for mafia-related or garden-related people. You know, I'd imagine if they really knew what they were getting into, they wouldn't be nearly as happy as they are. Especially if a bunch of assassins are coming after the family they're ostensibly supposed to protect. Now, you know what? It's all well and good that Anya enjoys this cruise ship, but... Personally, uh... I can't relate. I prefer being on dry land. And you know what? This is exactly why. You know, sure, it might be a luxury ship and everything, but, you know, the room you have to stay on... Like, it, it's gonna be a small thing, no matter how you slice it. There's only so much room on a boat, and much of that room has to be devoted to, like, life safety systems and things like that, you know. There's only so much comfort you can cram in if you want to have a whole bunch of people on board. Okay. So it makes sense, you know... Well, you know, I take that back. I think they're all sort of talking in disguise here. Which, I guess makes sense when you take into account that they might be being surveilled. But, you know, they just sort of introduce themselves as businessmen. So I guess that would make sense why those two guys are kind of like upbeat and not all serious about everything. And I guess it makes sense that uh, the family would sort of have reservations about your, considering her slight stature. You know, nobody would expect her to be capable of, like, kicking a car and shoving it, you know, just based on her stature. So I guess this guy, to his credit, you know, he seems a little reticent to trust your, if only because she's on her own, but, you know, at the same time, I kind of understand. You know, they have to look around, establish a perimeter, try and suss out some of these assassins beforehand. It wouldn't do to let them get the drop on you. I mean, I guess... At the very least, you're really only concerned with the woman and her son. You know, the, uh, the man, he's of slightly less concern. I guess, you know, it'd be nice if uh, he could be kept alive into the bargain, but that's not the sort of victory condition yours playing for. This is going to be an interesting conversation, I think. Seeing as how these two are sort of in, uh... Similar lines of work, you know? They both have a whole lot of danger... That they have to deal with. But your... Like, I, I, I guess you sort of did it willingly. Like, if you're born into a mafia family, there's not much you can do about it. But, 
you know, there's there's something you can contrast here. I guess part of it has to do with uh, Miss Olka there. Her son is her son, whereas Anya's sort of like an adopted child. Not that there's any less love, but there's sort of like a difference in biological imperative. And, you know, I guess there's also the sort of tragedy that the husband is dead. And, you know, you're knowing what little she does know about Lloyd. You know, she could only picture herself in that same spot. You know, if something like that were to happen, no doubt she would feel rather poorly about it, I imagine. You know, no doubt she would do her best to raise Anya and all that, but, you know, she only knows part of what's going on. So this is the twist. You know, Miss Olka here, she's been in hiding ever since the first assassination. And, you know, she's in disguise, assassins abound. You really don't want to uh, raise a high profile. And, you know, going out, stretching your legs, seeing the ocean and all that, that's not exactly uh, big flashy behavior. But at the same time, it's an unnecessary risk. Now, your she's not exactly a garden management or anything, so I don't imagine she would consider something like this. You know, she's very clearly watching out for the enemy and all that, but at the same time, I don't think she has the right frame of mind to say, like, you know, hey, I'm not going to let you do that. It's an unnecessary risk. Now, uh, poor Anya, she can't help herself. You know, it's one of those things, I think, where kids just sort of say stuff, you know. He's saying, hey, let's explore the boat before it sinks. You know, it's, uh, it's not going to be doing that in all likelihood. You know, boats are, uh, pretty sturdy. However, at the same time, you know, you can't rule out a little Titanic or, uh, Costa Concordia type incident here. Especially if there are assassins running around trying to kill people. So it's interesting that yours confiding this. You know, her family doesn't know about her profession, whereas... Miss Olka and her husband, you know, they both sort of knew. So this is a big key difference. Yours shady behavior is just kind of hidden and all that. And Miss Olga's even sort of implying that, you know, your family's camouflage, it's not a real thing. And I think it's safe to assume that we, the audience, know that not to be true. Even if Yor is somewhat doubtful herself. I, I feel like that's kind of a crappy thing to imply, that, you know, oh, you don't really love your family, they're just a disguise. Man, I guess if I were in yours position, I'd be saying, you know, you can stay in your cabin this entire time. You're not going outside. Now, I guess the idea of disguising Yor was that, uh... She looks far more unassuming, but at the same time... I feel like, uh... 
Miss Olka's heart's kind of in the wrong place. The idea is, you know, your husband won't recognize you in different clothes. When she should be more worried about assassins, uh, suspecting that you might be their quarry. Yeah, I mean, now she's just sort of, like, lounging on the deck, too. I feel like, uh... You know, it would be one thing if you just go outside, catch some fresh air, head back in. But if you're staying out for a prolonged period of time, you know, no doubt the assassins have a profile that they're looking for. You know, a mother and a small child... I feel like any assassin worth their salt, they would, uh, they would assume that their targets are in disguise. But, you know, if you're a mother and child, there's only so much you can disguise about your physical characteristics. Oh, dear. So there we have it, you know, they were... Perhaps slightly incautious, you know, parts of the ship were bugged, and I get the feeling that they might have slipped a detail that they shouldn't have. You know, I'd imagine that name, Graham, that's probably, uh, meaningful to the assassins. Now, at the same time, if they're monitoring all these bugs simultaneously, that's gotta be, uh, a pretty difficult thing to do, but, uh... I mean, I guess that's pretty clear. Graham, just like his father, that's all the guy needs to hear to know that that's, uh, probably the target. You know, if he can isolate the bug and it's sort of, um, like an addressable device, he knows where it happened, where they likely are. I mean, just like that, they sort of gave up the game. Yours got her work cut out for her.
Alright, well that's it for this episode. If you've enjoyed it, then by all means, tune in for the next one. See you, Space Cowboy.